fans, it's time for Hunker Down. Impact Media's weekly drive right into Sanford Stadium for everything Georgia Bulldogs. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York. Welcome in. Lots and lots of fun stuff to talk about because this team just continues to roll. But before we get into that, I want to let you guys know that if you would like to contact the show in any way whatsoever, here are the ways you can do so. You can email the show, 3endzone at gmail.com. That is the number 3, E-N-D-Z-O-N-E, at gmail.com. Yeah, spelled that right. Didn't sound right in my head. Uh, You can follow us on Facebook by looking for Impact Media, Jeremy York, Hunker Down, any of those will find us. You can, if you're one of those people who like to just click a link and listen to a show, you can go to Twitter at Team Impact Media and just scroll down to the appropriate show, click on it and listen. We appreciate you guys. If you would like to follow uh, myself for uh, all the random things we get into, whether it's with Anchor Down or otherwise, uh, just fun activities sometimes, you can do so by following me at the Impact 99 on Twitter, Triller, TikTok, and Instagram. And, of course, anywhere you find a podcast, including Podcast One, Spotify, and the iTunes Store, and any place you find a podcast. If there's a place you get a podcast that you cannot find us, please let us know. We will remedy that as soon as we can. Now, what have the Bulldogs done lately? Well, all they do is win. They are 10-0. They, you guys know this to this point. They have wins over Oregon before we realized Oregon was really good. South Carolina, um, Florida, Tennessee. I give Mississippi State credit. They they did a real good job against them last week, and, and everybody thought they would potentially be a threat to them, but they were not. Um, they have found different ways to win, which is the flip side of most people who find different ways to lose. Um, they have been able to get people like Lad McConkey and uh, Brock Bowers and Washington involved when they were not as involved early. Um, in fact, with that particular game, uh, they got Bowers, Washington, and McIntosh involved early on the very first drive after Mississippi State had punted to them that led to a Brock Bowers touchdown. Uh Mississippi State just could not really get out of the blocks a lot on this Georgia defense. They were all over the place. Um, just for lack of a better word, because I know you guys don't like me using this since it's your rival, one of your, well, not really your rival, but a team you're going to play in a couple weeks. Uh, big words, uh, swarming. They were all over the, all over the field, um, just pushing the other Bulldogs all around wherever they wanted to. Um, now Mississippi State did have the uh, batted down pass on fourth and one that uh, turned the ball over to them uh, late in the first. Uh, then the interception by uh, 
uh, Mississippi State late in the first as well. They were starting to get some turnovers, and at the end of, of one, it was just it was just seven to nothing. And actually, early into the second, when UGA scored a second time, it was only Pod Lesney kicking a twenty seven yard field goal because Mississippi State had found the stop, and it's ten to nothing at that point. And then they kick a twenty five yard field goal to make it ten to three. As we're getting closer to halftime, then Stetson Bennett remembers that sometimes he wears a red cape and a and blue tights and has an S on his chest. He ran a touchdown in to make it 17 to three. That was answered by a 36 yard field goal from Mississippi State, make it 17 to six. They're trying to stay in it. Um, Mississippi State had a punt return touchdown. It was uh, fantastic. That was with about three seconds to go. Uh, that made it 17 to 12. And I know a lot of you guys were a little worried. A lot of you guys, not everybody, but a lot of you guys were worried. It was only 17 to 12 at halftime. Um, you'd done some good things. You'd made them punt the majority of the time, but they got those turnovers when they needed them. And that started to keep them in the game. So we go to the third quarter where McConkie gets the 70-yard run for a touchdown, making it 24-12. to um, UGA gets the ball back, and then McConkie catches a touchdown to make it 31-12. to They really start to get rolling right there in the third. I don't know what happened at halftime, but uh, it worked. And uh, it just continued to be a punt fest for uh, – Mississippi State. I was able to talk to some Mississippi State fans uh, this past week, by the way, and, and even they said um, as proud of their Bulldogs as they are, the Georgia Bulldogs really put on a show uh, down there, and uh, it, it was something to watch. Um, UGA throws a uh, another interception there late in the third. Then Mississippi State gets the pass touchdown to make it 31-2. to 19, about five minutes left in the third. Um, uh, you get UGA, the kicker smashed, uh, got smashed on the field goal attempt, so they were able to restart the drive, and uh, Washington gets the touchdown to make it 38-19. to 19. Uh, you got to watch. You run into those kickers. Those uh, those end up being penalties, guys. Didn't know if uh, you guys know that or not, but they're definitely calling that here lately. Um, the punter gets hit on the Mississippi State drive. Uh, doesn't matter because they eventually have to punt again anyway after the penalty. Um, they trade punts for a while. Milton runs it in from 34 yards late to make it 45-19. to 19. That ends up being your Final score, as the UGA Bulldogs once again win. Now, let's talk a little bit about some stats. Stetson Bennett, 25 for 37, 289. He had three touchdowns. He had those two interceptions. Uh, one looked like he forced it a little bit. The other one, I just think, was a bad throw. It happens. You get Lad McConkey who has one run for 70 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Fantastic on that. Uh, But then Milton has some good runs. He got the touchdown. Bennett ran one in as well. And McIntosh, you know, they didn't need to run a whole lot because the pass game was going. 
when they needed key yards, Milton and McIntosh were able to uh, get it going. And uh, not to be outdone, Robinson and Edwards towards the end uh, definitely did their part. Um, McConkey, it's, uh, it's oddly enough that it took him five catches to get as many get as many receiving yards as he had with that one run as he ends up five catches 71 yards and a touchdown uh jackson had a big day with 69 yards 60 for washington at the touchdown bowers had 41 in the touchdown um they were just they were spreading it around and, and using all their big weapons as they definitely should have um, they only had the lone sack, but uh, Mississippi State was doing a good job of, of uh, even though the pressure was there, they were not taking sacks. They only took the one, and that was from Carter, who, uh, who had a pretty good day. Um, let's see. The tackle monsters were Mondon Jr., Starks, uh, Carter, and uh, T. Smith. C. Smith had a good one as well. Um, also, didn't have any interceptions. Um, Pod Lesney hit his one 28-yard field goal. Of course, he had the six extra points, kind of for nine of those points, which is fantastic. And the few times that Thorson had to punt, he was carrying almost a 50-yard average. His longest was a 62-yarder, and um, that's, that's just some spectacular things. On the flip side, uh, Will Rogers... Not a bad quarterback at all. 29 for 51. 51 is a lot. 261 and the touchdown did not throw an interception. Uh, their top rusher only had 41 yards. That was Marks. Uh, receiving wise, they had Harvey with 64 in the touchdown, 52 for Wally. Uh, just they spread it, they spread it out a lot as like Ten, at least ten different people uh, ended up with uh, a catch and some yards. So um, they were spreading it around, but it, it just didn't matter with this defense. Um, some tackles for loss for them. I, I'll give them some, some good credit. Uh, Watson for them was not only the tackle monster uh, along with Richardson, but they had the tackles for loss, a lot of quarterback hurries. They were forcing... Stetson to move around, maybe a little more than he actually wanted to, but um, I'll give him credit. They were doing some good things. They uh, Duncan and Wheat also had the interceptions where Duncan was able to run his back for about 10 plus, somewhere in there. Uh, you know, they were doing some big things. Actually, they got a pretty decent punt returner in, uh, in Thomas that was, uh, you know, averaging about 35 yards of return. He actually had that one for the touchdown as well. You know, doing things to keep them in that game until late when UGA just went back-to-back-to-back scores and ultimately pulled it away. Uh, Not much else to say other than the, the domination early on. And for right now, we will go to a break. We will hear from our friends at betonline.net. And uh, when we get back, we'll preview the game against Kentucky. We'll be right back after these messages. Hi, this is Jeremy the Impact York from Strong Style, Board Check, and That 
sports show. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, including this year's opening games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we're back here on Hunker Down. I'm Jeremy the Impact York. You just heard a message about our friends at BetOnline.net. Go check them out for all of uh, the, the betting lines and the wagers. And they have the podcasts and they have uh, the articles and everything to make you a smarter fan, even if you're not putting down those hard-earned ducats on games. Uh, early part of the show, if you want to go back and if you missed it, if you want to go back and listen to it, we talked about uh, the big win over Mississippi State, that it was a little bit closer at halftime and into the third quarter than we may have liked. But then they turned on the Jets, and uh, they, they stifled Mississippi State basically the whole time. So um, never in doubt, right? Never in doubt. So let's talk now about this matchup this weekend versus the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, Kentucky comes in at 6-4. and four. This game will be on CBS at 3.30. UGA is a 22-and-a-half-point favorite. I think it's a little high. That's just me, but um, Stetson Bennett has thrown for almost 3,000 yards. He will eclipse 3,000 somewhere during this game because he's only 105 away. Uh, your leading rusher is Edwards at the moment, 93 carries, 497 yards, and seven touchdowns. And Brock Bowers is your top receiver, 39 rece- uh, receptions, 615 yards, and four touchdowns. Now, let me tell you about their quarterback because I'm a big fan. And a lot of people say, well, his number's this, his number's that. I get it. I, I get it. But let me throw this in. Will Levis could potentially be the first or second quarterback off the board next year. And why is that? Well, a lot of people say, well, he's only thrown for 2,000 yards, 16 touchdowns, and nine interceptions, all not very great numbers. Those are true. But his mechanics and his intangibles are off the charts great. This this guy knows how to play quarterback, and he does a fantastic job with it. Um, he has a talented team around him. They've just been a, they've had a few hiccups here and there that has uh, put it to where they're only six and four instead of uh, potentially eight and two. Um, they've done fantastic, or he's done a fantastic job, and he is a senior, so he's pretty much gone this year. I, I don't think there's a way for him to to uh, stay, so to say. Uh, he did start at Penn State and was able to transfer to Kentucky just a couple years ago. Uh, but this kid, like I said, he's got all the intangibles. 
all the all the things you look for when you're looking for a quarterback. So uh, you got to watch out for Will Levis. Not afraid to just uh, do what he's got to do. Whether that's passing, whether that's rushing, uh, he doesn't rush much. Uh, he, he's he's a stand in the pocket and throw guy. He can move around if he needs to, but definitely want to keep your eye on him because this thing pivots off of what he does. Chris Rodriguez Jr. is the senior running back from right down the road in McDonough, Georgia, and he has racked up some pretty good stats himself. He has six touchdowns this year, 733 yards. He's a good chance he hits uh, hits a thousand for the year. Got two games to do it. Uh, 134 attempts. He's he's doing a good job. He's he's definitely doing a good job. He is a, a runner you're going to have to keep your eye on. If he hits the edge, it's going to be hard to stop him. Their top receiver is Tavion Robinson, who has three touchdowns, 470 yards, and 35 touchdowns this year. Um, he is a small possession receiver. What I mean by that is he is under six foot, which doesn't mean that much, um, but he's very fast. He's 5'11", 187 pounds. He uh, he will fight and scrounge for balls like Steve Smith and uh, or go up and get them if he has to, but uh, his, he will try to get around you more than try to get through you, and that's something that UGA should keep their eye on. Uh, one thing to also keep your eye on is the fact that Kentucky only allows 20 points a game. I think UGA is going to score more than that, but the uh, their defense is pretty good. They only allow 182 yards passing and 135 yards rushing. So it will be interesting to see what UGA can do against them. Uh, UGA has way better or has better rush numbers on there. They give up similar passing. So Will Levis is going to get some yards. And we know that. But this game is going to be uh, a fun one. I think it's going to be similar to the last one where it's going to be close for a little while, maybe into the third. And then UGA is going to find that gas pedal again. They're going to get uh, Bowers and Washington involved, the tight ends. They're going to get uh, McConkie going on the outside. They're going to get Milton and McIntosh running up the middle and, and Stetson doing all of that. But let's move into our three keys to victory, and we will get you out of here early on uh, Thursday evening. Hope everybody's weeks are going well. Got a lot of high school football out this way tomorrow that we're all looking forward to. Uh, but let's start there. Three keys to a UGA victory. I believe that you spread the ball out early and get the Wildcat defense uh, flying all over the place, trying to trying to find the right right place to be to, to defend uh, these passes. Be very careful with them, Stetson, as you are prone to throw a few interceptions here and there that uh, you don't need to do against Kentucky. You don't want to give them a chance to stay in this. But I say spread the ball out early and spread out this Kentucky Wildcat defense. Number two. You've got to control Will Levis. I just told you he's really good. He's probably going to be the first or second quarterback off the board next year in the draft, as he should be. Uh, his numbers may not show it so much, and he's got a high interception rate, but he's doing everything he can to keep this team in it. 
and I mean, they're bowl eligible at the moment. They would like to add another win or two to really pad that and maybe get a, a better position somewhere. So you've got to, I mean, you almost want to flush him out of the pocket. I told you he's one of those who likes to step up in the pocket and throw. Well, flush him out of the pocket, make him throw off his back foot or why he's running or, or even get to him a few times. But key number two, control Will Levis. Key number three, it's kind of a, no, it's not a combo. We'll just say control the turnover battle. You can't be throwing interceptions a lot. You can't be uh, putting the ball on the turf with fumbles. You can't make those small mistakes because a team like Kentucky, if you let them hang around, are going to make this a lot closer than it should be. But overall, if you do those three things, uh, if you control the turnover battle, if you flush Will Levis out of the pocket, make him uncomfortable, and if you spread the ball around early to all your many weapons and receivers, especially uh, the running backs coming out of of the backfield would be another good target. Uh, if you do those three things, I feel like we're going to get a UGA victory. It's going to look a lot like the victory over the other Bulldogs last week. And it uh, should be a good game. Like I said, 3.30 on CBS. We'll probably be rocking that game here at the studio as well because uh, we have multiple games on at that point. But that will do it for another great edition of Hunker Down. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you guys next week. And go dogs.